Good morning. Happy Friday, 611. 36. Ian, yes. uh, tell me a story about how your night went. Tell me something good. I'm hoping hey. it's good. Yes, uh, we went to Sammy's, had some delicious pizza. For those of you that don't know, it was Ian's dad's birthday yesterday. Yes. So we, we wished him a quick happy birthday yesterday on the air, as I, I think it said Papa Ian. You did say Papa Ian. So, so yeah. continue. Sammy's, um, good, well, good choice. And if you ask him, he turned 29 again, oh. which doesn't make sense because I'm older than that. But that's <laughs> fine. We'll let him have it. We'll let him have it. <laughs> But once you get a certain age, you don't age anymore. Exactly. Exactly. He's a vampire. And so he decided to also get my kids a little gift. So So did you get your dad anything? Well, I got him a cake. Okay. Because he's he's big like family spending and I'm spending time with him this weekend too. So I'll get him some stuff then. But But, so he got your kids gifts. Yes. Well, before we dive into that though, so my mom forgot to order a cake. So she's like, you need to run to the store and get a cake. I'm like, all right, mom, I got it. But he's very particular. He likes chocolate. Okay. He likes buttercream. Okay. There was only one cake left. Mm. That was chocolate with buttercream. So he got a Spider-Man birthday cake. Nice. Yes. Is he a Spider-Man guy? I mean, he doesn't hate him. Oh, all right. So I think he I think he enjoyed the... No, he didn't like the Tobey Maguire movies. It was too much of a love story for him. But that's besides <laughs> the point. So my dad decided to get my kids gifts as well. So now my kids are convinced that on someone's birthday, they're also supposed to get other people gifts too. Love that for me. Uh-huh. Uh, they got Nerf guns. So uh, we had fun time around the house last night. Nerf fight. Yes. Yeah, every birthday now for the next couple of years is going to be fun for you, Ian. Yeah, they're going to go to someone's birthday and be like, what'd you get me? <laughs> well, it's not your birthday. You get nothing. Oh, man. Anyways. You oh. know, uh, when it's a kid's dad's birthday, the kid's dad in particular, Ian, you need to buy big gifts for them. They're getting nothing. <laughs> they're just getting hugs and smiles, baby. Aw. Free love. There you go. I love that. Well, that's fun. Your night was good? It was. It was uh, very laid back. Oh, I, love I did not do anything exciting. Oh, you should have came to Sammy's. I should have. Well, thanks for the invitation, jerk. Well, hey, I'm inviting you now. Well, I'll go back in time and go Please with you. Please do. Please thanks. do. Thanks. Appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely. Uh, more Friday morning fun on the way. Plus, we'll get music in from Taylor Swift coming up next year at Mix and Wait. It's a Friday morning, currently 36 degrees downtown Duluth, a little chillier than the last few mornings. Ian's dancing away over there. Sure am. It's my jam. It's your Friday dance jams. Ooh. All right, so usually um, people find themselves occasionally in conflict, either with coworkers, with friends, with family members. Yes. Not always is it like yelling and screaming, but you end up having disagreements about things. Yes. And turns out, according to research, there are different types of peop- uh, people that... How, how you resolve these things. There are different categories of how people resolve these different things. Animals. They, are, they are animals. So there's a, there's a bunch of research that's been done into the different types of conflict resolution skills. And researchers broke it into five different types. And they're all named after animals. Yes. And so I, I wanted to see... And you say you already know which one you are, and I think I know which one I am. Mm. Uh, so I'm going to share with you the five different types of conflict resolution styles um, to see where you land and, and maybe offer the idea for everybody to figure out where they land on this whole spectrum. So the five types of conflict resolution styles are turtles, turtle, turtle. <laughs> who, according to the uh, the description, they withdraw, abandoning, abandoning their own goals in the relationship. The result tends to be frozen, unresolved conflict, which that isn't good, but I know some people just kind of panic and they go, Ugh. And they're and they're just, just hide in their shell. Yeah. 
So there's turtles. Sharks. They have an aggressive, forceful take to protect their own goals at all costs. They tend to attack, intimidate, and overwhelm during conflict. Then there's the teddy bears. Aww. Yeah. They seek to keep the peace and smooth things over. They drop their own goals completely. They sacrifice for the sake of the relationship. Interesting. I know some people like that. And I almost like, because, what was that? I just, I thought of a person. <laughs> oh. Well, and it's just, it's kind of sad because they, they roll over almost immediately in some cases, though, not willing to defend what they believe in. Even if you do so, like, mm-hmm. not aggressively, like anti-shark-like, but at least like defending your perspective. Right. Um, not to say that's a bad thing. It's just sometimes I've seen those instances where they get into a, a disagreement with somebody and they're just like, whatever. Yep. It's kind of sad. Uh, then there's the foxes category. Ding, 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 ding. (laughs) You got something for everybody. I love it. Uh, foxes adopt a compromising style. They are, uh, concerned with sacrifices being made on both sides. So compromise on both uh, sides of the disagreement and want to see concessions as a resolution, even when it results in less than ideal outcomes for both sides. And finally, owls. <laughs> owls adopt a style that uh, views conflict as a problem to be resolved. They are open to solving it through whichever solutions offer both parties a pathway to achieve their goals and maintain the relationship. This can involve considerable time and effort, but owls are willing to endure the struggle to meet the outcome of trying to solve the problem. Yes. So, Ian. Yo. Where do you think you lie on the the animal conflict resolution style spectrum? I mean, spectrum? I feel like I've been all across the board. Okay. Uh, but I definitely say I'm a skunk. I just fart and run away. <laughs> uh, I'd probably say Jeez. most likely I'm a fox. Okay. Foxy redhead right here. Fo- well, the hair color matches. Indeed. Okay. And you, so- sir? Uh, I I would say probably owl-like. I could see that. Yeah. You know, want to find a a path to success as best as possible for both sides. Um, I don't like the idea of investing a ton of time into finding a solution, but I do want to make sure that a good solution and resolution is met because I don't like situations that are are not resolved because I don't like that stuff festering. Oh, I feel that. You know, for either side involved, you know, between either party that's involved in a disagreement, I want to make sure everybody's as happy as can be with whatever the situation is. Good. So, yeah. I'm just shaking my foxy tail over here. Foxy tail. Okay. So, think about that as you're the next time you find yourself in a a conflict of some form, whether it be with a significant other, you know, a member of the family, coworker, whatever the case may be, consider your your general style of how you approach conflict resolution and and, you know, Maybe not necessarily use it to your advantage, but just consider that, you know, you're also dealing with somebody who might have a different style of conflict resolution, you know, because then you need to figure out a way to make those two ends meet. I feel like the fox really speaks to me because I always, always have to like the kids constantly argue. I'm like, all right, let's compromise. And I think that's a big thing, too, is a lot of people, if you have kids in your life or certain work situations, that kind of dictates a little bit who you are, what you what your style is to a degree. Um, And because you have to. Especially Why? with kids. You just do the skunk approach. You fart and run away. <laughs> Does that work with your kids? No. No, they keep coming back. <laughs> Sorry, Ian. No, it's okay. I love them. Well, <laughs> if they heard this right now, if they're awake and listening, they're probably rolling their eyes. Damn they might God. be. Bella was very insistent on me waking her up before I went to work this morning. Okay. Well, good morning. I can just hear, Dad. Uh, we're going to be talking about... <laughs> 
gross. Uh, a big Minnesota attraction has announced their opening date for the season. Another sign of warmer weather coming to the region, which is exciting. We'll also get some music in from Miley Cyrus coming up here in Mixon Awake. Good morning. 648, 36 degrees, downtown Duluth at the Mixon Awake Studios. Good morning. And I know that this weekend's not exactly to feel as summer-like as the beginning of this week did. Oh, I know. It was so nice. But a sign of warmer weather ahead. Valley Fair announced their opening dates for the season. Ooh. So not only when they're opening the park, but also when they're opening the water park. Because those are two different dates. Yes. Because you could more easily go on a roller coaster ride before you'd want to maybe get in the water. Well, <laughs> I prefer water over roller coasters. But, you know, to each their own. Even if it's like 52 degrees. Listen, the older I get, and maybe it was because of Final Destination 3, but I'm just not as much of a roller coaster guy as I once was. You want you once was one? Yes, yes. Okay. okay. Words are hard. It's fine. <laughs> it's early on a Friday morning. Exactly. So anyway, the uh, the amusement park, which by the way, I did not realize this in the press statement. It says that it's 125 acres. Wow. So I mean, it's a decent space. You go walking around, especially I remember like as a teenager, we'd go on school trips or whatever in the you know, end of the school year. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I do remember walking around being like, Oh, this is a lot of walking around. Of course you're excited running around, you know, going on rides right. and stuff, but Anyway, so it's set to open for rides Sunday, May 14th. Let's go. So a couple weeks away. Uh, and then Literally the, a month from now. Yeah, isn't it? It is exactly a month from now. Yes. Good call. <laughs> Good call. I forgot today's the 14th. Uh, the water park, on the other hand, will open a few weeks later. Uh, they're going to be opening up Memorial Day weekend. Soak City is opening May 27th. Okay. So, um, and of course, that water park, you know, the... Love the lazy river, the you know, oh yes, all sorts of water attractions and things like that. Um, so with that, the uh, some of the events they have planned because they do some special things through the course of the year. Um, their grand carnival celebration that's going to be June twenty fourth through July 9th. They do a Fourth of July fireworks thing every year. Mm-hmm. In case you didn't know that, that's going to be on the fourth. Um, and then another big one. So they used to do. What, what the heck did they call the the ha- Halloween thing before Valley Scare? That's what it was. So they they branded that differently a year or two ago. Yep. Recently, anyway, the last couple of years. Uh, and then their tricks and treats event, which is what they're calling it now, is from September 30th through the end of October. So, okay. Um, those are the things to look forward to there. So I haven't been there in a couple of years, but uh, I like I like going. It's it's been a few years for me too, and it's funny because I planned a pretty exciting golden birthday for Atlas down in the cities this year. Okay, and he because all he knows is it's a hotel, but he's like, Dad, you need to cancel the hotel. We need to go to Valley Fair instead. <laughs> like he's been on a Valley Fair kick all week. We're not staying anywhere. We're staying in the car. Exactly. Uh, so apparently there's a oh. Sorry, I saw mini donut Sundays because <laughs> I'm looking at the update section, the exciting update section. Oh. And uh, so there's a new food location that will serve up exciting new desserts. Okay. From elephant ears to funnel cake fries, tiramisu, and mini donut Sundays. Let's go. Plus more. Let's go. It's called Extreme Confections. Ian's in. I am down. You know what, Atlas? Cancel the hotel. Let's go. So is there because you're not a roller coaster guy? You're also not I an airplane. Be. You're also not an airplane guy. Apparently, no, I don't like heights. Uh, what what rides do you like at Valley Fair? Anything in the water park? Okay, so you are a water park guy. I am. I'm a I'm a water baby. It's what I am. Interesting. I mean, I'm also a cancer, so it makes sense. Well, there you go. I I do enjoy roller coasters. Mm. 
Uh, I'm not the spinny type of guy though. Like Ooh, the no, the no, spinny no, rides. No. Yeah. Um, you know the the tilt a whirl and things like that. That's not my not my thing. I mean, I'll still do the wild thing because it's a classic. Absolutely. But like the wooden roller coasters scare me. Oh, I'm not gonna lie. Well, that one's almost 50 years old. Mm-hmm. Was it the Excalibur or is it a different one? I forget which one it is. No, the high roller I think is the oh, one. Oh yeah, yeah. That's all a fun rides for me. Oh. Because of a movie. Well, and, you know, I'm getting old and I think of things. You're getting old. I am. Okay. Says says the guy to the guy that's older than him in the room. Yes. <laughs> I'll say it all day long, baby. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, so unrelated to this, there's a quick story. So I was, um, you know, they do the rides out at the uh, at the deck for the 4th of July. Yeah, yeah, Um, This was probably like... 10 years ago, uh, there were some friends of mine that were in town. They're like, let's go do the rides. Okay. But the thing is, we also had some beers and some food beforehand. Mm. Worst. I did not, I did not lose my dinner. Oh, thank goodness. But I did not feel good for the rest of the night. That's fair. <laughs> because it was the spinny type of ride. And I was like, sure. I was not a big spinny type of ride person prior to that. I'd never really have been. Um, but they were like, oh, let's go. And I'm like, okay. The last time we went, I think it was last year. Uh, <laughs> Atlas oh, no. wanted to do the wall of mirrors thing yep. or the window maze or whatever you call it. And I said, whatever you do, don't run. And of course we get in there and he goes, <laughs> just <"Dunk."> done. <laughs> I don't want to do it anymore. I'm like, well, oh, I told you not to run, dude. Yep. That'll, uh, that'll happen. Oh, man. Next hour, we're talking about another uh, not exciting season in Minnesota and Wisconsin that is getting underway. This, obviously, the Valley Fair thing was exciting, but uh, the not exciting season, one of those that's getting underway, plus, of course, Ian's Toolbox. And we're going to take a trip down the road of misconnections yes. later on this morning. Looking Woo. forward to that. I'll come it up here in Mixon 08. Here's a collection of the stupidest, dumbest, most idiotic people on earth. It's Ian's Toolbox on Mitch 108. What a tool. Well, we're starting again down in Florida. All right, then. Where a man is now dubbed the Florida Tarzan. Okay. So he he was driving a stolen Nissan Maxima when uh, sheriffs decided to use the spike strip strips. Yeah, the stop strips. Yep, yeah. to stop him. He then gets out of the car, runs into the woods, climbs up a tree, and starts swinging from branch to branch. Wow. Yeah, before cops found that. That's kind of impressive. Honestly. Oh, and he was shirtless. So he was literally like Florida <laughs> Tarzan. Yeah. No, I'm not kidding. It's in there. That's a that's a minor detail that yeah, really adds sorry. to the story. I really wish it would have said, like, he got out of the truck, then took off his shirt, then sure. climbed up the tree. No. But didn't happen. But, I mean, definitely not what you would expect. Uh, no. Going over to California, right. two suspects are on the run after a hefty theft. They walked out of a local Target with over $4,000 worth of Lego sets. Well, those aren't cheap. No. So, and with the price of Legos these days, they walked out with three boxes. <laughs> but they're still on the run. Uh cops are looking for him. They got their faces posted. But yeah, $4,000 of Legos. Dang. And then lastly, a game of Monopoly got heated. So there was a group of what it says, four men playing Monopoly. So four grown men playing Monopoly. Yep. Are they related? 
It doesn't say. Because it's a little weird if four friends are playing Monopoly. I don't know why that strikes me as weird, but it does. Well, I'm assuming it was. Okay. But it got pretty loud. Apparently, the whole apartment building could hear him. So much that neighbors across the way went to tell them to keep it down. The neighbors, it was a man, a dad, and a son. Okay. The son had a katana. What? On his, like, waist for some reason. (laughs) And so during this argument... The group of four saw this katana. One of them left, went into the apartment, came out with another katana, and they started sword fighting. Who are these people? I have no idea. Yeah, and in this sword fight, they both got injured where one of them, like, nicked an artery. Jeez. They're okay, but I'm like, how does a game of Monopoly turn into a sword fight with a neighbor? And that is just wild to me. So I do know that there are a lot of people that look at the the game of Monopoly and the game of life as games that just go on forever. Yep. Um, well, the game I, of life does go on forever. Well, no, it, it, it ends eventually. This is life, Nick. I know. So, but I, I don't know that I've ever been that frustrated with a game to be like, you know what? Well, and clearly something had to happen with the argument for this, like, sword fight to just break out. Because all, all it said was the dad and son were trying to get him to, like, hey, can you guys just keep it down? Yikes. Yeah. I told you I wanted the, all the railroads. Whoa. He's got a sword. Let's go. Jeez. Well, that's going to do for my toolbox. Okay. That's, uh, that's something. <laughs> Glass animals now here mixed it away. Good morning. Good morning. Happy Friday. 7, 17, 36 degrees downtown Duluth at the Mix Early Studios that I have. For those that enjoy going outdoors or maybe have pets that spend time outside, some unfortunate news for you. Tick season's already no. here. No. I'm sorry. Hate snow antics. I know it's it's one of those kind of bummer situations because the snow is just melting now and uh, we're shifting into other seasons. The didn't, same. Didn't uh, last year we had like a unusual amount of ticks, like more than normal. Uh, I remember that there were rumblings about last year potentially having a bumper crop. I don't know that that it actually came to be or not, but I know there was talk about it being that. Don't it tell me happen. it's going to happen again this year. So there isn't any particular word saying that's going to happen necessarily, but we are getting, uh, we're working our way toward peak tick season. Um, so a lot of people have a, have a mindset. I used to actually think the same thing that tick season really didn't get underway until it was consistently warm out. Right. Turns out as soon as you can see grass or ground, the snow's gone. You could probably find ticks. Great. I'm already, I got that creepy crawly feeling on my skin already. Thanks, Nick. Hey, you're welcome. Uh, so that being said, the, as the snow has receded a lot in the last week, the oh. tick season's probably underway where you are or, or near where you are. Um, and that's generally true for most types of ticks, including the ones that are most likely to spread disease, uh, like deer ticks. Um, and also the other one that is linked to that, that meat allergy disease, the Lone Star oh, Tick. Oh, yeah. That, that kind of makes me sad and scared, too. That'd be awful. Imagine getting bit by one of those and all of a sudden you can't eat meat anymore. Hard pass. I know. So uh, that being said, the peak tick season in the region, according to um, the Minnesota DNR and uh, other state agencies in both Minnesota and Wisconsin, generally tends to start when the snow is melted. You can see ground, basically, and reaches a peak sometime in May. Well, I'm taking May off. (laughs) And then it kind of tails off all the way through July. And then there's another peak in the fall, usually September sometime through when we get freeze up and snow again. See, I, uh, okay, so years ago, and it still haunts me to this day, 
I uh, went to a hike with my uh, cousin and uh, his stepdad. Okay. And I remember coming back to my aunt's house in Brainerd and taking off my shirt and just ticks everywhere. And I specifically oh. remember looking like on my shoulder and I swear on everything that tick was looking back at me and going, hey, what's up? <laughs> and in my sheer panic, I just flicked it off and then it was just roaming the house. That's lovely. Yeah. Uh, so the big concern is obviously with ticks. First off, they're kind of just they're a pest. They're annoying to deal with. Obviously, you got to pick them off your dogs or yourself or is, your is there anything like good about them? Like, do they do anything for the environment? Well, I mean, they're part of the the ecosystem. You know, they are a food item for birds, and you know, they're they're part of the 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 circle of life. Ian, we don't need them. Them and mosquitoes can get out of here. Yeah, I I agree. And of course, some varieties carry diseases is a big concern. That's the big right. thing. Aside from being an annoyance and just gross, <laughs> right? Um, those are those are things that you know everybody everybody I think can agree with to some degree. Um, the varieties that tend to carry most of the disease are the smaller deer ticks, also known as um, uh. Uh, what do they call it? Black legged ticks. That's okay. the other, like their actual name. We often refer to them as deer ticks. Can I? Can I ask you a weird question? Yeah. What's your favorite way to dispose of a tick or kill a tick? Uh, my favorite, like yeah. in terms of getting joy from it. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Sorry uh, if I'm weird that I enjoy getting ticks out of here. So I I don't do this, but I've seen people who who do this who will um light a match and they'll actually start it like put it on the on the tick yeah and then it pops yeah yeah <laughs> oh yeah i know exactly what you're talking yeah, about i take it you've done that before Woo! Uh, yeah, yeah exactly. adrenaline rush you hear the pop you go take it tick take it sorry sorry i was a little intense that is a little <laughs> i don't like them really i don't like ticks i usually end up um with a knife oh give like them the old that. yeah that way uh and so the the tips for you to avoid ticks. These are recommendations from Ooh. Minnesota and Wisconsin Apartments of Health uh, to avoid not only the annoyance of ticks, but also the potential of diseases from some varieties of ticks. Uh, they do say not all ticks care. Even deer ticks, those are the ones that are most commonly associated yeah. with disease in this part of the world. Um, even not all of those carry disease, so you're not guaranteed to get sick if you have a tick. However, obviously, you have a, and a chance that could happen. Right. So the recommendations they offer to avoid ticks are to, um, if you're going to go walking on a trail, stay in the center of the trail away from like the taller grasses and brush. Makes sense. Um, wear light colored clothing so you can more easily spot them on your body. That's why I hate going on uh, hike walks with my dog that has black hair. Sure. Uh, wear long pants, socks, or tick gaiters to, uh, as well as like closed toe shoes or boots. Mm-hmm. Don't wear sandals, things like that. That'll get... Give them easy access to your skin. Um, create barriers. They recommend this. I I tend to think this looks kind of nerdy, but there's a reason. Like tucking your pants into your socks or into your boots, um, or if you're wearing a shirt, tucking your shirt into your pants. Reason for those things are to avoid spots where they could easily get into your, you know, right. onto your skin and like crawl around on your body yep. as opposed to on your clothing. Uh, they also recommend using a repellent that contains uh, a a recommended uh, insect repellent. DEET is the most common one. Um, is it permethrin? The other one, I think that's how it's pronounced. The other variety that often is applied to clothing. Well, you know um, me, I can't say words right, so I'm going to say you're correct. Mr. Outdoors over there too. Uh, <laughs> don't let the beard fool you. <laughs> and then finally they say after being outdoors, and this is effective. Like if you spend time outdoors, even now, um, 
if you if you are in a tick area, you know, tall grasses in the woods, things mm-hmm. like that, um, they say remove your clothing after being out in those areas um, and do a complete body check, shower, and they also say to vigorously towel dry. Done. Um, also, make a point to quickly wash your clothing because if you store your clothing on a pile or in a laundry basket and let it sit there for a while, if there are ticks in the clothing, they'll crawl around your house. What? And eventually find you or your pets. <gasps> Yeah, they'll find you. Um, All right, Liam Neeson in tick form. They, <laughs> sorry, sorry. They have a particular set of skills. They do. They really do. They do. And they also say to regularly check your pets for ticks because even I've, I've seen this happen with people where they maybe don't spend time outside on a given day, but their, pre- their pet, they let their dog out to go to the bathroom. Yep. They go running around the yard. They come back in. They bring ticks in with them. So make sure you're checking your pets regularly for ticks as well as the other piece of advice. <sighs> Not excited. I know. There's uh, more information about there's, uh, unfortunately, the Twin Ports area is in, in a higher risk zone for ticks that carry diseases. Wonderful. Um, you can see we've got maps and other information about tick season and all that fun stuff on the Mix and dot com. But it is indeed here as the snow has melted in many places, and, and that means that tick season has arrived. Woo. Yeah. It's exciting. I love that. <laughs> Uh, later on this morning, we are going to be giving your first code in our 30 grand in your hand giveaway. It's your first of 10 chances today to win some money up to $30,000 here at Mix 108. 738, 36 degrees downtown Duluth at the Mix 108 Studios. Ian vibing out over there. It's always a vibe with you, my man. Come oh, on. Yeah. It's the oh, morning vibe. It, it is. The, <laughs> that would have been a name. Hey, I'm sorry that I just thought of it. Way to go. Uh, so I don't know why this is a thing, but it's a thing for a lot of people they enjoy the idea of going to a restaurant and having like a like an aggressive interaction with their wait staff. And this is like there are multiple uh, places that that's their brand. I mean, uh, yeah. Wiener Circle is one example. Oh, okay, um, I would actually go there. Can we take a road a, trip to Chicago? A, we should. We should. But there's so many places that that's a thing that they do and people love it. And there's actually a place. It's it's only a temporary pop up. Uh, option, but it's something that is coming to Minnesota. It sure is. Sorry, my computer just was like, nope. I'm like, okay, well, I guess I'm not going to do that thing. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, it's it's a very, I feel like, one-of-a-kind experience that has locations all across the world, Australia, New Zealand. Uh, there's currently one, uh, like, a standalone restaurant okay. in the United States. It's so, like, Saint- a full-time, it's yep. always there. It's in St. Louis. Okay. But uh, they're trying a little pop-up fun in uh, Minneapolis this fall. Interesting. And uh, they claim to be the most fun you'll ever have eating burgers. And the motto that the restaurant lives by, great burgers, very rude service. Get ready to live out your Karen dreams. Ah, and that, so there's a, there's a name tied to this here. And it's called Karen's Diner. So is this the name of the brand, or is that just what they're calling the one in Minnesota? That's that's the brand. It's okay. Karen's Diner. Okay. And it's it's a thing. <laughs> and, and they've garnered over, like, 24 million likes on TikTok. So, that's, like, um, that's it's amazing. a thing. That's amazing. It's definitely a thing. Um, they also quote, it's an absurd, unique environment full of laughs, banter, top-notch American-style dinner grub. So with your tickets, you get a burger, fries, and a drink. Right. And then, of course, everything that happens in between. <laughs> they say they pride themselves on our terrible service and even got rated one star by Karen herself. Wow. It's dining with a twist. The food is great. The service is ungrateful, but your experience <laughs> will be unforgettable. It's one of those that you'll definitely remember. So 
Ian, do you have any idea why this is a thing? Why so many people like the idea of going to eat, which is usually something people think of as a fun experience in a different way. Right. But I then mean, they want to get like treated poorly in the process. It's dinner and a show. And yeah. it's also, you know, some people find it fun. Some people find it as a kink. And it's just, you know, it's it's a thing. Dining kinks. <laughs> yeah. That's a new bit. It's going to be dining kinks with Ian. Uh, and I'm going to be uh, co-hosting with Guy. It's going to be a good time. We're going to go to Flavortown for sure. You and Guy Fieri, that'll be great. Yeah, and you know, they even offer some suggestions like, hey, a fun way to break ice on the first date. You can give your significant... Oh, my goodness. Could, Could you, you imagine, imagine the first date? You got to know the personality of this person because if you the, the thing about a place like this is not everybody is going to appreciate it. So, like, uh, so if this is your thing, that's kind of a way to, like, feel out this person on a this first date. Like, this do you is... tell them or do you just be like, hey, I got this awesome place. That would be we an incredible surprise. Just to kind of, like, see how they, like, take that. That's not a bad idea, <laughs> honestly. It's a good way to really get to know somebody. You know, you can give your significant other a nice roasting for not messaging you back right away. Yeah. A little, you know, petty dinner. So the, the, the thing that's tricky about this is... So they were only doing this for a limited time. It was only a couple nights, wasn't it? Two nights. I believe it was October 14th and the 15th. Okay. And they already filled up, didn't they? They already filled up. Yeah, but, it's already sold out. But they're talking about the idea of maybe doing more? Yeah. So on their website right now, uh, they have a wait list, a second release wait list that you can sign up. So they haven't decided which dates that they're going to come back to Minneapolis. But if it goes well, I mean, why not? Yeah. So I would also be curious if anybody knows of, of other places, whether they be, you know, here in the, the Twin Ports area, elsewhere in the Northland, uh, uh, in anywhere in Minnesota or Wisconsin, if you've got a place that you know of like this, tell us about it. Shoot us oh, a message through, sure. through the Mixer Right mobile app. Um, I would love to hear about it because this is one of those things. It's fascinating to me. It is. Because some people can take it. Some people enjoy it. Some people don't at all. Uh, like this idea of things. So this kind of reminds me of my dad is really funny when it comes to going to to go grab dinner somewhere. I could see that. So he he will kind of feel out the wait staff person, like what their personality is, and he will actually like try to have fun with them. Oh, that sounds like a Ken move for sure. Does it? Yes. Yes, it does. <laughs> so, so, but he, he'll he like feel it out. He's not going to be a jerk to the person. But like if things progress, it becomes kind of a show for the table. It's kind of funny. I like that. I like so, that. And it, it is noted too that if you are able to go or even the second release show, sure. that kids are allowed. However, <laughs> nobody under the age of 16 is allowed after 5 p.m. And there is a lot of language. Sure. Well, I can imagine so. Yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. All right. And I know you've got more information about this. Even if you just want to see the spectacle of it all, you've got some information on our I, website and I, about and it. And some TikTok videos, too. So you can actually see it, literally see yes. it. Yes. Interesting. Mm-hmm. All right. Karen's Karen's Diner, that's what it's called? Karen's Diner. Buckle up, buttercup. <laughs> Love that. Uh, coming up here soon, some advice. The FBI is warning against you doing with your phone. You'll probably want to know about this. Plus, Poor music on the way. Uh-oh. Ian, what'd you do? Uh, Harry Styles also on the way here in Mix It Away. Good morning. Happy Friday, 7.57, currently 37 degrees, and the FBI has issued a warning. You know those free phone charging stations you see at malls and airports and other public spaces? Stadiums. Yeah, all over the place. So the FBI is saying, uh, yeah, don't use those. Why? Uh, So they're saying 
According to this post from the FBI, hackers can hijack those public charging stations and infect your phone with malware, giving them access to your phone, your tablet, your laptop, whatever you're plugging into them. No way. Yeah, go figure, right? Uh, They say avoid using free charging stations at airports, hotels, shopping centers, and other places you might see them. Bad actors have figured out ways to use public USB ports to introduce malware and monitoring software to devices. Um, That's according to the Denver field office of the FBI in a tweet that they shared back on April 6th. Well, lucky for me, my charging port doesn't work, so I use a charging pad. So, okay, that's actually in terms of if you do see those in public, those should be safer because that's only electricity. Right. Whereas if you plug a cord into your phone, that can also be used for data transfer. Like if you plug it into your computer, you could update your phone, whatever, whatever. Um, So that's probably a safer method. But, yeah, that's... Um, I, oh, there's also a note here that says the F, the FCC Federal Communications Commission also warned about this similar malware issue, calling it, here's the name, juice jacking. Hey! According to the FCC, malware installed through compromised USB ports can lock a device or export personal data and use passwords, uh, give them to the hacker. Hackers can then access personal online accounts. And that's the thing is, I know people that say, well, there's nothing on my phone. Yeah, but they could get access to your contacts, your email. I mean, there's something on your phone that somebody could do bad things with. I hate it when I get juice jacked. (laughs) Uh, They also warn, by the way, public Wi-Fi is, and this is something a lot of people know about, public Wi-Fi is something you got to be really careful about. Mm -hmm. So if you want more information about it, you can uh, check out the details on the Mix Mobile at mixandweek.com. It's all there for you, just to be aware of, because you don't want to run into that situation. That'd be bad news. No. Um, but also they do say not only those, those the charging stations where the cord is there for you, yeah. but also be cautious of the USB ports in public places. That makes sense. Because they could install stuff behind the port that you plug your phone into as well. So unless it's just an outlet, be careful is what they're saying in public places. Unfortunately, there's you know bad people out there trying to do stuff all the time. Coming up next hour, we're going to uh, give you a code for the 30 grand in your hand giveaway. And Ian's got some misconnections. Sure do. Looking forward to that coming up here in Mix of the Week. Good morning. What's wrong with you? What? Oh, yes. It's that time. You know what it is. I go through the best misconnections on Craigslist throughout Minnesota. <laughs> and here we go. <clears throat> this one titled, Noticed You in Walmart. Oh. Hey, girl. I was the one in behind you. I was the one in line behind you at the Walmart. I've seen you a number of times in the store. And I just want you to know, I am so attracted to you. Wow. You were short, curvy, shoulder length hair. And uh, I think we should meet up for lunch sometime. I know, I'm in my 50s. (laughs) You're significantly younger. But I hope that you noticed that I was attracted to you. You want to meet? I just like <laughs> some of these are wild. Man. I hope you noticed I was attracted to you. How? Because he was staring at her like while they were in line. She's probably minding her own business. Honestly, she probably didn't even notice. I'm guessing. Ooh, this wow. next one's called uh, the gorgeous lady at the convenience store. Ooh, <clears throat> hey girl, <laughs> I saw you at the convenience store this morning. You came in so quick to use the ATM. We exchanged smiles. And uh, then you just left. I'm wondering why you didn't say more. Or why I didn't say more. Listen, I really want to get to know you. If you're interested, come back to the ATM. Let's talk. 
It's a great place to meet. The ATM at yeah. a gas station. Yeah. Hey, why not? It's a budding romantic location. Gas yes. station ATMs. They exchanged a smile, and that is an instant connection. If you Boom. Know. Like that. Oh, you smiling at me? What's up, baby? Hey. This last one is called Missed Chance at the Bar. Oh, classic. Hey, girl. Last night, I saw you at the bar. Pretty sure you want a date. I was with my buddy. However, we made eye contact throughout the night. Uh, you and me, not my buddy and me. Kids were wondering. <laughs> you uh, finally worked up the nerve to come talk to me. And what did I do? Froze and did not say a single word. You walked away, and I'm hoping you didn't walk out of my life. I hope you see this. Wow. Could you imagine, like, staring at, like, exchanging glances all night, and then finally, like, she decides to come up talk to you rather you than you talk to Yeah, and you just dead silence. Just oh. like, hey, what's up? And you just like, that's awful. I feel for that person. That's that's a spot you Have don't you had that happen in. to you? Uh, no. Okay. Well, you had to think about it, though. Well, I was trying to think. Is there... No. For better or for worse, I haven't. Uh, um, I remember... I don't know why this popped in my head, but my first ever slow dance, so I never slow danced before, right? Okay. And, you were uh, 24? Yes. 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 <laughs> I, I, I want to say I was either like... I want to say 14. I'm going to okay. say I was 14, okay? okay? And we were at World of Wheels. Ooh. And so they, they had like, you know, slow dance night. What dance nights or whatever was sure. like, you know, dance, whatever. And my cousins, they were like ladies' men, you know, and so they're like, We're gonna get you to dance tonight. I'm hey. like, I don't know, man. I don't know. Wing so man. he literally goes out and finds like the cutest girl at the roller rink, right? And goes, Hey, come dance with my cousin. And I'm like, I'm getting so nervous, my heart is pumping. I'm like, Holy cow, she is so cute. She puts her arms around me. The worst B.O. I have ever smelled in my life. Oh, no. I didn't say anything. I was a nice guy. I said, hey, thanks for the dance. Never saw her again. But it was so bad. Oh, no. Yeah. I'm sorry, Ian. No, it's okay. It's okay. That wasn't a misconnection. Uh, But that's going to do it for my misconnections. That is amazing. Yes. You're welcome. Thank you for that, Ian. You're welcome. Really appreciate that. I, wow. All right. Music on the way shortly from Miley Cyrus here at Mix It Away. Good morning. Eight thirty-two and thirty-eight degrees downtown Duluth right now at the Mixerway Studios. So, Ian, yes. being you're a parent, I want to get your take on this. So, recently, uh, one of the members of the Jonas Brothers was doing an interview and was talking about the one thing. So, so the three band members are pretty close knit, you know, being brothers, obviously. But um, is it weird to think? I feel like they're still young. I can't believe they're all in their married and have kids and, and almost like mid thirties. Yeah, that's crazy. To yeah. Me. Well, you know. You've you've gotten older too, Ian. I hate to say I it. I have not. I'm still a young buck, my man. You're still 21 years old. Well, I wouldn't say 21. <laughs> <laughs> so during this interview, um, Kevin Jonas made the comment about the one thing they don't do for each other, or w- okay. are willing to give to each other. They they refuse to do this. He's the oldest, by the way. Yes. So the the thing that they're basically they set up as an unspoken rule is they don't give each other advice on parenting. I love that. So they all have kids now of varying ages. Yep. Um, all of them fairly young. Like I think what one to three years old. There's yeah, and then Kevin's Kevin's got older. the oldest ones. Yeah. Um, they're about. I think they're close to eight. Okay, so a little bit older. And Nick added in. He said the last thing you want to hear from your siblings is how to parent your child. So they all had thoughts about the subject. Um, 
And so I want to see what your thought is on that as a, as a parent, Ian, because I know there are people in the lives of people that are parenting that always have thoughts about the best way to parent kids. Listen, and some of that advice is good. Probably some of it's probably like, okay, I know what I'm doing here. I've come to realize that no matter what you do, you're going to hear someone's opinion, whether you want to or you don't. <laughs> right. So I, my general rule of thumb that, hey, if you're going to tell me something, I'm going to listen to it. Okay. I'm not going to be rude or mean about it. Okay. I won't tell you like, hey, you're wrong, even though in my head I'm thinking, eh, I'm not going to do that. Right. But I'll still take the time and listen. Okay. If you're going to take the time to talk, you know what I mean? Oh, that's kind. Yeah. So the the one thing that that I think a lot of people forget is that not all kids are the same. What? Yeah, I know every every I mean especially the dynamic if you have one kid, if you have multiple kids, each of their personalities are different and so what might have worked for maybe your best friend and their parenting right. is not going to work in the same situation for you and your family. Well, and even I can't talk to Bella the same way I talk to Atlas because yeah. they're two totally different people. Sure. They understand things differently. Okay. So. so so you're at least willing to hear the advice. Have you ever, is there a moment, and I'm going to call you out here, is there ever a moment where you've gotten advice that is so like either the way that it was given to you or the advice itself was just like ugh. Well, I see, I can't think of one per se, but I have this really bad habit of if you tell me not to do something, I'm going to do it. Oh. <laughs> so take that information. Ian, don't give me lots of money. You know what, Nick? Here's my wallet. <laughs> There's not a lot in there, but you can have it. Okay. And, you know, like I said, I can't, I can't think of a specific moment, but I'm sure there has been. Sure. Okay. And so there have been it is situations over the years where I've been in like a like I'm with people that have kids and I'm kind of like also playing a role of supervisory figure for the kids. Oh, yeah. And what's tricky about that is I don't want to overstep my boundaries because maybe the parent or parents are like distracted with one of their other kids or whatever else is going on. And I'm in a situation where I've got to step in and be like, oh, hey, don't do that or whatever. That is very weird. But I don't want to be like playing parent because I'm not the parent and right. I don't. So it's a weird situation to be in. Yeah, I know. I totally get that. There was there was one time I was at uh, doing some laser tag. Okay. And uh, there were some kids acting fools and I had to lay down the line, but their parents weren't around. So I felt okay about it. Okay. I don't know how it would have felt if their parents were there. Sure. Because you never know. You're like, hey, don't talk to my kid like that. Or like, right. you know what? I totally agree. My right. kid is being a little butt right now. Right. Thank you. For and that. that's the thing that's tricky is you know, a lot of parents, some of them are like, yeah, they probably needed, a, you know, yep. some sort of corrective. Hey, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. Others are like, yeah, very defensive of their kids because either they don't have a problem with it or they they would rather take care of it themselves. Or like, I don't know you. Why yeah. are you talking to my kid like that? Yeah, exactly. So it's it's an interesting. Looking at my guy all wrong. <laughs> Interesting situation. If you want to read more, by the way, about what Nick, Joe, and Kevin had to say about their parenting adventures, uh, we've got the full story on the Mix Mobile app at mixit08.com. I was looking at you just to see what you were doing there. Oh, I was, well, because, so I (laughs) I think a weird thing sometimes, and Nick's the youngest, and his wife's the oldest out of the... Oh, I guess I didn't realize that dynamic. Yeah, I, I didn't know that either, but yeah, his wife is older than any of the other Jonas brothers and their wives as well. Now I know that. I did not know that. Ten-year difference between Nick and uh, his wife, by the way. How about that? Interesting. Mm -hmm. Uh, Coming up here, details about some changes for the Fitgers 5K. Of course, one of the big running events here in the Northland. We'll talk about that. Plus, get some music in from Ed Sheeran here in Mixonway. Good morning. 38 degrees, 851 on a Friday morning. Good morning to you. And I wish it was 98 degrees, Nick Lachey. (laughs) 
What's Sorry. left of you? Yes. <gasps> oh, <laughs> bangers only. Oh, gets me in the heart. Oh man. So a week from Saturday is the Fitkers 5K, one of the premier 5K races in not only the Duluth area but in the state, and um, it's going to have some interesting new things for it. Some Ooh. exciting new things. Tell me more. So the first thing is for those that either are already scheduled to run it, have already registered, or maybe want to register still. Um, New course this year. Oh. So this year, the the people participating will go um, from Fitkers, hence the name of the event. Makes sense. Uh, tour the deck, wrap around the waterfront, and head back. So that's new this year? That's new this year. What was year? the original route? Haven't run it. Oh, okay. Have to ask Lauren on that one. All right. Hey, Lauren! <laughs> <laughs> so the, the new course change isn't the only thing that's different. They're also being at Falls on Earth Day this year. Hey. They're doing some new things to bring new uh, like new new Earth-friendly elements to the race. Some of the things they're doing, for example, include the shirts for the runners are going to be made with recycled polyester, so recycled materials. Um, they're using reusable cups at water stations in the finish line. Oh. Normally, it's the, the like the paper ones yeah. or whatever. They crush it and throw yeah. it. I yeah. get it. Um, compostable uh, treats at the finish line, including bananas. So, like, they're not going to have wrappers. From they're going to try to have things that okay. are more that easy. The, whatever's not eaten to be disposed of, that's compostable. Will the bananas already be out of the peel, or do you have to peel them yourself? I'm going to guess not. Listen, if I'm running, well, this I don't, don't want to peel line. my own banana at the finish line okay. so you're done running at that point uh so they're gonna actually have waste sorting stations as well from whatever's nice. left behind uh and then also um flower boxes for what, it, what does that mean it's as a gift item for oh, okay. age division winners oh, nice. so you know you're gonna get a little like planter thing um i don't get a medal we get a medal too oh, okay medal and a flower yeah. box yeah you get a finisher medal um so if you do want to register, I don't know where they're at, but there is a cap to the event. It's fifteen hundred participants. So okay. if you're if you're thinking about, hey, I want to run this five k, um, either because of the reasons we mentioned, or just because you you know want to for whatever other reason, uh, you might want to check on that now. Lauren actually put together some details about this. It's on our website or mobile app, so you can find the link to register. But you got a week. Well, you know, and I know it's hard to tell by looking at me. I'm not a runner. What? So I know, I know this physique. I get it. I get would, it. would you run if an animal was chasing you? Listen, sometimes I lived a good life. You know? <laughs> You're just like, well, that was good. But I have done two 5Ks in my life. Okay. The Insane Inflatables. Yep. Great time. I remember that one. Yes. That you, I, I had pictures of you running it. You sure do. And that honestly, I enjoyed myself. Yeah. And then the other was the Midnight Fun Run. Sure. Which running at midnight would not do again. It wasn't a fun Unless, run. Unless, you know, there was someone coming after me, then there's a different story. So that, they should have done that. They should have had, like, some, some horror movie Ooh, like creatures coming Midnight after Scream run would be Yeah, cool. exactly. Oh, we got a new thing. All right. Who do I need to talk to about setting this run up? Uh, so... <laughs> Let's do if, this. If Zach from Grandma's is listening from Grandma's Marathon, uh, let's do a scream run. I like Ian's it. got some ideas for you. Come this October, let's do it, buddy. There you go. Well, they do the haunted run in, in Superior. Oh, that's right. So that's already a thing. Yes. Uh, maybe they add an element. I'll have be people, that element. You're going to chase after I'll people? I'll be the added element. Okay. <laughs> you are the added element. Oh, thanks. I'll Aww. take that as a compliment. Ian, yes. you have some things ahead of you yet here, including another code in our uh, $30,000 giveaway, the sure uh, thirty grand in your hand giveaway. Yes, I do. And I'm going to kick your work day off right with 80 minutes nonstop commercial free hit music fueled by Quick Trip with my throwback jam. And that's all coming up next right here at Mix It Wait.